Shadows on the wall with a mind of their own, blocking light from a source unknown, hiding from the candle's glow is this madness I begin to show. A dreary tale fills my home with phantoms dancing by my door. I fear they want me for their own. No ear will hear the cries I spawn. I fear soon I too shall be gone. Hello everyone, and welcome to the darkest hour. I'm your host, Amanda Jane. I thought this poem seemed fitting for tonight's show. It was written by an unnamed author from New York, circa 1890. Descriptions of shadow people aren't a new occurrence. There's millions of documented accounts of these watchful specters throughout history, countless stories hidden away by fear of ridicule from their peers. Some claims can be explained away by our pareidolia. As humans, we're hardwired to spot facial structures even in inanimate objects. Regions in the brain that react to human faces to extract information about who they are. Do we know them? Are they safe? Are they threatening? It helped us survive in our evolution. Have you ever noticed the shape of a face while gazing at a popcorn ceiling? Or maybe the pile of clothes on your chair resembling a figure when the lights are out? That's your pareidolia kicking in. But how do you explain it away when the figure you're observing moves to look back at you? Tonight, we'll examine the cases that weren't so easily chalked up as a trick of the eye. Because sometimes, it's scarier when your eyes are telling you the truth. So, let's get started, shall we? When I was about five years old, my parents were in the process of moving houses. Because of the amount of time the property purchase was taking, we had to move into a small cottage near the seaside in Devon. At first, I liked the place. It had nice views and was rather cozy inside with its 19th century feel. It was, however, built right next to the town church, most likely on a few graves as well. Anyway, I was loving my first few weeks there. I had a nice, spacious room, and I was living right by the sea. However, after a short period of moving in, strange things began to happen to my family. One day after I arrived home from school with my mom, we noticed my dad. He had been working from home that day, and he was rather shaken up. He went on to say that he'd been working on his laptop in the lounge when he'd suddenly heard somebody stomping right above him. At first, he was afraid somebody had broken in, and being the fairly burly man that he is, he climbed the short flight of stairs to confront whoever it was. He found nobody upstairs. I should also mention as well for any immediate skeptics that throughout my whole time living there, we never had any neighbors because the houses next to ours were holiday homes for renting. The footsteps continued, and all of us heard them. I heard them a few times when sitting and watching telly with my parents. Plus, 
visitors to the house heard them too. But the happenings didn't stop there. It was actually my dad who saw and heard most of what happened. And he has actually been reluctant to believe in anything paranormal. He often said that around three o'clock some nights, he would hear a click. And on would come the bathroom light, directly across the landing from his room. It was a pull cord switch. He checked the switch and never found any faulty wiring or anything that could cause it to come on randomly. That and we often found the taps in the sink or bath running at full blast. And they were stiff to turn on anyway. I remember when my older cousin, who was about eight at the time, came to stay for Christmas. None of us actually mentioned what we'd seen or heard to him or his parents, because by that point we'd gotten used to it. Now he was staying in my room. His dad was sleeping downstairs. And to this very day, he tells me that the second he entered our house, he felt as though something was watching him. And this is a man who has a degree in physics and will often look for a logical explanation for anything unusual. He said that when everyone had gone to sleep, me included, he, however, remained awake, wide awake, as the feeling of discomfort had worsened. While sitting up in bed, he told me that he saw the shadow of someone's feet under the beam of the landing light, poking under the door. What was strange was that despite the old structure of the house, there was no sound of footsteps or creaking. He said that the feet stopped outside my door for about ten seconds before moving on. Another time he visited, both his parents came this time. I remember one terrifying occurrence. Under the stairs was a small guest bedroom. It honestly felt like a cupboard. I can't remember the reason why, but I ended up having to share that room with my aunt. Anyways, it was about four in the morning when I was being kept wide awake by her snoring. Then I heard something. The door was slightly ajar, and I began to hear the sound of children giggling in the lounge. I didn't dare move a muscle in my sleeping bag. I just stayed still and listened. It carried on for maybe five minutes, seemingly getting louder. I eventually managed to drift back to sleep about an hour and a half after it stopped. The most conclusive paranormal experience, in my opinion, came about two months before we moved out. We had many of my relatives and young cousins over for a gathering, me being the youngest. I was always a very hyper child, even though I've grown up to be a shy and quiet person. I would always go over the top and be told to cool down. On this occasion, I had pushed my mom too far, and she told me to sit on the stairs with the door to the lounge closed until I calmed down. That was when I saw something that would burn itself into my mind forever. Because of the short flight of stairs to reach the landing, I couldn't help but get the feeling of being watched as I sat at the bottom. And I just so happened to turn around and was greeted by the sight of a dark figure standing at the top. 
It was like a watery see-through figure of a person. I couldn't make out what gender. I saw it and it saw me. We stayed there, vision-locked for what seemed like ages, but was probably only seconds. It then began to almost glide along the landing. I watched it as it passed my bedroom door and entered my parents' room. For some reason, I decided to follow it after it entered the room. I made my way up the stairs and flicked the light on in my parents' room. There was nothing there. We moved out to our new house shortly afterwards. I've told this story to many people. Some believed me and some said that it was just our imaginations. Although, I can say now, I'm nearly 20 years old. No money in the world would get me to spend another night in that house. Nearly every other member of my family has said the same thing. I wanted to share it with more people to see what they thought. I hope you enjoyed my story. Something was wrong with my childhood home. I want to start off by saying that I don't really consider myself a heavy believer in the paranormal. I feel that a lot of situations can be explained by logic or science. There are some things that simply cannot be explained, though. There were three incidents in my childhood home that I still cannot explain to this day. If someone has experienced anything similar, feel free to give me some insight. When I was younger, maybe 10 or 11, we lived in a very large old Victorian house. The house had five floors, very long hallways on each floor, and old wooden flooring. There were always creepy sounds at night and weird power outages. But that can be attributed to the age of the house. We liked the house a lot. The first incident happened in the attic. We called it the attic, but in reality, it had a family room, a bathroom, a kitchen, and a guest room. The third floor stairs had a landing that leads to the attic door, which takes up a flight of stairs, where you come up a long hallway on your left that leads you to the family room at the end of the hall and a large window on your right that the moonlight would come through. When you enter the family room, there's a spiral staircase that takes you up to the top floor, which is just a small, dark room that we never really used for anything except storage. One night I was playing with my toys on the stairs of the third floor, right next to the door that leads to the attic. We had a cat at the time. As I was playing, I heard scratching in the attic. Not wanting to get in trouble for her destroying a couch, I'm the one who asked for the cat. I opened the attic door and walked up the stairs to go find her. As soon as I reached the top of the stairs and turned down the long hallway, the scratching stopped and the power to the house went out. I was in total darkness. I put my back against the window and slid down 
staring down the long hallway, terrified and waiting for the power to come on. As I slid down, I heard a very slow thump, thump, the sound of someone walking down the spiral staircase. The sound is unmistakable because the steps are metal. The sound continued. Right behind the family room door, I heard each step. The steps stopped. The family room door moved slightly, and I immediately felt this rush come over me. I got so cold, and my heart started beating in such a way I felt it actually move my chest. After a few seconds, the door bolted open and something started sprinting down the hallway at me. I couldn't see a thing, but I felt the movement, that feeling you get when something is near you. I remember that was the first time I ever felt like prey. My heart was in my throat, but I screamed as loud as I could, and as soon as it got close to me, the rush went away, and the cold left my body. My parents ran up the stairs, and after I told them what happened, they went to the breaker box and came up, looked all over and found no one, nothing. But the handle in the family room door was broken, and the window behind me was cracked. It's possible I cracked it, but I put my back to it just to slide down, but it was cracked at a height that I couldn't reach with my body at the time. The basement was the worst part of the house. It was one of those dreary, unfurnished, concrete floor basements. It was as large as any first floor of the house, I mean truly massive. When you open the door, the short stairs look like you're going into a cellar. And when you come down the stairs, you have to walk forward for several steps in the dark to find the string of the light and pull it. Even then, that light only illuminated the immediate area, not the rest of the basement. There were several lights like this the further you go, each one with a string to pull. To the left is the rest of the basement. It goes all the way back, and then there's a cove tucked to the left where the dogs sleep. It's out of the line of sight. Since there's a small window in the cove, it casts this bluish-blackish light in the morning and nights from the moon. One early morning, around 5 a.m., I had to go feed the dogs since my dad was out of town. I hated when it was my turn because the basement always gave me terrible feelings. I would always call the dogs to meet me at the stairs so I didn't have to walk down the stairs in the dark alone. I called for them, waited, and called again. They didn't come and there was no sound. I walked down the stairs in the dark and held my hand out to find the string to pull the light. As I reached for the light, I saw movement at the end of the basement near the cove, and my breath got caught in my chest. I pulled the light fast and the bulb popped with a quick burst of light. In that moment, I saw a man standing at the end of the basement. He didn't disappear like in the movies, though. I wish that he had. In the dark, 
with the silver of the moonlight from the cove window. I could still see him standing there with his back to me. He didn't move at all and his head was cocked to the left in such an unnatural way at an angle where his neck had to be broken. He was probably 40 feet away from me and I stood there trying to force a scream through my throat that felt like it was locked up. I couldn't look away and in those few seconds that I stared I saw it was less of a man and more of a thing. It had white translucent skin looked gangly. I pissed myself standing there I lost all control, and I think the pee snapped me out of it because, as I felt the warmth on my leg, I started backing away, and as I backed away, it sprinted to the left, towards the cove where the dogs were, and I ran upstairs. I chipped my tooth falling into the stairs, still chipped to this day. I slammed the door shut and locked the latch. I called my mom down and we called to the dogs from the top of the stairs. No response. We went down there, and both dogs were huddled together in the corner of the cove, and it took five minutes to get them to leave the corner and come upstairs with us. We had to pull them apart and walk them with us, holding their collars. The last experience is short and simple but probably the worst experience I had in that house. In the same basement, there's a furnace room to the left of the stairs, about 15 feet away from the stairs. It is dark, cramped, and has all kinds of luggage and extra supplies in it. The day before Thanksgiving, we were preparing for family to arrive. My mom sent me to get Thanksgiving table decor, or whatever it's called. As I walked down the stairs, I saw the furnace room door was cracked. I stopped dead in my tracks. That door was never left open. We were always told to close it so the dogs didn't go in. Really, my parents made a big deal about it. I stayed on the stairs and stared at the door. I felt the hair on the back of my neck rise and my fists clench out of instinct. As I stare in the crack of the door, I see half a smile and one eye. The smile was so close to being human, but so far, I can't explain it. It was as though something had been observing humans and was mimicking the smile, but couldn't quite get its face just right. As I ran up the stairs, I heard the creak of the furnace door opening further, I slammed and locked the door, and that was the last time I ever went into the basement. From that point on, my parents never made me go back into the basement again and delegated my basement chores to my siblings. Even though I know that they didn't believe me, it was a nice gesture that I was thankful for. Since we moved, I've never experienced anything abnormal in our houses. I'm 26 now, and I've never had any issues with the paranormal since then. I like to rationalize by telling myself it was fear and my brain playing tricks on me, but part of me knows that it wasn't. 
something lifted my hairs while I was sleeping. This happened several years ago, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to share it or not, but I've made up my mind. The house I lived in is quite big, a two-floor family house in the Italian countryside. There's fields and woods all around, and there are a few other houses just like mine across the street. My family and I actually use the ground floor as our home, but have bedrooms upstairs. The upper floor is separated into an additional apartment, which originally was the one where my grandma lived. The whole house was hers, and we moved in around 2001. In 2007, she'd pass away in her bed, and for a week, the whole upper floor was off limits. In 2013, the apartment was being used as a guest house by my father's sister, who, however, didn't want to sleep in her mother's bedroom since she couldn't bear the thought to sleep on the bed she died in. It was summer, and I went to bed early because I had to get up at 6 a.m. the next morning. I laid in bed and was completely alone in the upper floor with the bedroom's window and door open due to the high temperatures. Back then, I had very long hair, and that night I spent roughly half an hour trying to fall asleep. But I couldn't. I just couldn't relax. Something was just not right. A chill was running up my spine, and all of a sudden, I felt my hair get pulled up, and I had a jolt of panic, twitching on the bed, completely gripped by fear. No explanation made sense. There wasn't a stretch of wind that night, and no one was in the room with me. I shut my eyes as strongly as I could, trying to calm down. After all this time, I still can't give an answer to it. The only theory I have left is that, on her deathbed, my grandma asked to see me. But somehow, I didn't get to see her. Weird things were happening before we painted a stick man under the chimney. This post might get long, so I apologize. A few months ago, from June to February, I began having the feeling that something in my house was wrong. I live in the countryside of southern Italy, in a zone surrounded by hills and woods. Just after New Year's Day, strange stuff started happening. One night, I was coming back home and as I opened the front gate, I could see a sort of slender figure running on top of my house's roof, which is roughly ten meters tall. It seemed odd because it had a very clear color, but the neighborhood's full of stray cats, so I didn't pay much attention at first. Then, a week later, as the night came around 6 p.m., my dog began barking at something in the backyard and did so for at least 15 minutes. I was studying at the time, and after the first few minutes I started feeling unnerved. It wasn't fully dark yet, but my dog barking so loudly 
was very unusual. I quickly rushed outside. Chiro, my dog, was pointed toward the roof. As soon as she saw me, started snarling. I looked there myself, but the only thing that I could see were the branches of a nearby tree. The barking went on, and when I checked the second time, Chiro was whimpering, and this time she cuddled inside her doghouse in a hurry. Around St. Valentine, my dog became even more scared of our roof. She would bark constantly, even in the middle of the night. At this point, I saw something again, running on top of the roof, again during night. I think it was around 2 a.m. A skinny figure with some sort of clear color coat on it. This time, I ran inside and shut the door behind me. As soon as I did, I heard scratching noises come from the upper floor and my dog barking again. I couldn't sleep all night. During the last week of the month, it snowed an incredible amount. The last time it had snowed was in 2010, and the whole zone for several kilometers was white. Around the 21st, I noticed some footprints in the last night's snow. Footprints that came in all directions, from where the metal fence on the edge of the property, all the way to the sides of the house. They were child-sized, and not much apart from each other. That night, again, I got no sleep, and even my brother said that he had heard some scratching noises coming from the upper floor. Then, the morning of the 1st of March, my mom used some soot from the chimney to draw a stick man on the side of the fireplace. She said that she'd done so every year as soon as March came. She added that her father did so and told her to do so using a rhyme in our local dialect which could be roughly translated as Paint March for March Paints You. Everything I mentioned so far stopped immediately after. No scared barking at the rooftop. No strange figures running on top of it. Neither strange footprints nor scratching noises. I'm truly lost about it. I thought it was simply folklore, but it's so confusing. Any ideas on what it could have been and why it really stopped? When I was younger, like still slept with my parents type of young, I used to see odd things, like a man with a deformed face, or a scary wolf with red eyes. It's possible that I could have dreamt those things, but I'm not too sure. When I got a bit older, I began seeing more stuff, and there's a vivid memory I have which scared the heck out of me. I think I was around eight at the time. It was midnight, and I slept with my brother at this time, 
and the house that I lived in was two stories. My brother and I slept across from my parents' room, and next to my parents' room was a bathroom, along with a staircase leading downstairs. So I woke up, and I really needed to use the bathroom. I tried to run to the bathroom, when all of a sudden, I just see some person with a scythe coming up the stairs. Being a curious kid back then, I went down one step to see if I was just imagining it, and it continued going up another step. I went back up a step too, ran back to my room. I still hadn't gone to the bathroom. Whatever I saw, it scared me. I tried waking up my brother, but he wouldn't wake up. I was about to do my business, so I decided to run to the bathroom. I used it, and I caught my breath in there. I left and began knocking on my parents' room, but they didn't answer. So without looking at the staircase, I ran back to my room. From there on, I don't really remember what I did or what happened. But a couple of years later, we moved into an apartment with two rooms. I'm currently still living in that apartment with my parents, but just a couple years after this first event, something else strange happened. I was 11, and I saw a girl standing next to my bed, and some black gremlin-looking thing under my desk. I passed it off as some sort of dream, and I did the same when one morning I woke up early, and I saw a small kid running towards my room. I had another brother at the time, but he was still a baby. I got creeped out. He looked exactly as my brother, but transparent. After seeing it, I ran back into the room, the same way the kid went. But I didn't see him. All I saw were my two brothers sleeping in their beds. My mom has seen strange stuff happen, but I'm not too sure how her story went. She saw stuff in the other house as well, but she decides to keep those stories to herself. My parents don't really like telling me about their experiences on these topics. Why? I'm not sure. But enough about them. A year passed by and I began seeing more stuff. I saw some random tall black not skin color, just tall black shadow thing, staring at me from the kitchen. I was sitting in the living room, and I ran straight out of the apartment into my uncle's house, who lived nearby. My family was having carne asada, and I stayed there until my parents went back home. A while passed by, and my brother, who's a bit younger than me, the same one from the time I experienced seeing death, he saw something. We were having a party that day for someone in my family, and my brother was walking home when he saw a girl hanging in a parking lot, as if the girl had committed suicide in the parking lot. There's been stories about a girl who had committed suicide due to bullying a block away from where we lived, and the girl is usually seen 
with a white dress walking around. I've heard her spirit is nice, but I've never gotten to see her. I didn't really think much of it, but it's just something he encountered. A couple of years passed, and I was now in high school. I woke up early one day to go get cereal, until I saw some random hand waving at me. I freaked out, so I just sat there wondering if I'm seeing stuff, or just imagining them. I unfortunately didn't finish my cereal since I was freaking out, but I ran to my room. Not much has happened until now. A couple of days ago, I was drinking tea, around 1am. I was about to watch some anime on my phone, and it was taking a while for my phone to load since my internet currently sucks due to something happening. But, when I turned to look at the living room, I saw some random white head with dark black holes as eyes staring at me. Once again, I got scared and called for help. I couldn't move, and everything was getting cold. I yelled my brother's name, saying, Please come to the kitchen. The sounds got louder until I got a call from my mom. What's going on? She asked. Mom, I'm scared. Please come. I'm scared. My voice trembling. It all went quiet and went back to the way it originally was. It got warm again. Boo. My mom came in with my baby sister. And man, due to the thing I had just seen, I was scared. I even ended up crying a little. I went to my room and a couple of minutes later I had to use the bathroom. So I went. I took my phone with me just in case. And while in the bathroom, I pulled it out. And my reflection scared the crap out of me. I was sure I was seeing stuff at this time due to what I saw, but I thought that I saw it again in the mirror. It was just my imagination. I told my mom about what happened, and soon it was 2 a.m. My dad came back from work, and I slept. A couple days passed by, and today, while I was sitting with my mom, the room went cold, and the lights began flickering from the kitchen to the living room. I turned around and nothing. It must have been some strange coincidence. My mom is currently getting a pastor and other people to pray for me. But I just thought that I should mention these things here. I'm not sure if I was hallucinating in some of these situations, but they're there. When I was a kid, I lived in an old white farmhouse with my dad, stepmom, brother, sister, and stepsister. Brother and I had the basement. Sister and stepsister got rooms in the house. Basement was off the back porch, with just a screen door keeping anyone out, 
since the basement door didn't lock. Well, this arrangement lasts for about a month or two, and then things get strange. We all start hearing noises late at night in the darkness of the property, sometimes seeing eyes moving around outside. That wasn't the bad part. We could live with that. What we couldn't live with was the scarecrow. In the field behind our place was a scarecrow. Nothing like Harold from Scary Stories. This one wasn't very humanoid. It was basically a coat, a flower sack full of something, and a wooden pumpkin for a head. After those first two months, we noticed he started moving around the field. And it was overgrown, so you'd see a path if somebody had walked out there to move him. Days pass, and he keeps moving, but he hadn't come any closer to the house, just hopping around the fields. Then one day, he's by the old barn. The property had a barn across from the back door, and a longhouse for chickens or something, a bit off the right, out of the back door. So it's fairly close, Naturally, none of us are happy, but he still kept away from the house. Then came the day my dad and I were home alone. Stepmom was off doing something with my stepsister. Older siblings were off with their friends. We walk out the back door and step onto the back porch. Scarecrow is blocking the screen door, leading off the porch. My dad breaks part of the porch, getting out, and then we leave. We come back later, after he bought an axe. Scarecrow is now in our house. Dad drags it outside and chops it up, throws it into a bonfire, then digs a hole in the gravel driveway and buries it. A month later, we come home from going to the movies Driveway is dug up. Scarecrow is standing where we usually park the family car. We moved out the next day. No clue what happened to that scarecrow, since the house is now across from a casino. So I've been having paranormal encounters ever since I was at the age of 12. I'm 23 now, and they've always been similar encounters. Shadow people, gut feelings, apparitions, etc. But this one seems different. It started back in 2017, when my parents bought a new house. They had part of the shed set up so that someone could live in it. Bathroom, kitchen, etc. So I decided I'd make that my spot, so I could have my own space. Bad idea. Fast forward a couple of months, into 2018. My girlfriend and I were trying to sleep in the shed. It was about 1am. She was dozing off, but I had the feeling something was watching me. So I decided to get up and look at the door. When I got up, I saw five shadow figures 
just outside the bedroom, watching us, all different heights. I shit myself, turned the light on, and woke up my ex in a panic. We decided to get up and watch a movie to take my mind off of it. Not even five minutes into the movie, I look over to my ex to find she's covered in scratches and even has a bite mark on her back. The marks then disappear completely within half an hour. We freaked out and never slept in the shed again. Ever since then, the activity has ramped up and become more frequent. Anything from noises in another room that suddenly stop when I get to the door, to getting the feeling of dread and watching one of the doors in the shed slowly open. But none of those are close to what I'm experiencing now. Recently, I've been seeing something that can only be described as demonic in looks. It's got a human-like body and head with no features, long arms with three elongated fingers or claws, completely black, seems to be maybe seven feet if it stood up. I only ever see it from the waist up, as it's always stalking me on all fours by the looks of it. When I was still in that house, I saw it physically only once. I saw three claws and a long black arm slide its way down my desk, as if I'd caught it watching me. I've moved town since, but it's still with me. Most of the time, I've only been able to see it within visual thought. Whenever I close my eyes, I can see it in the doorways of my house, stalking me. My girlfriend has even seen the same visions, but I've never told her what it looked like. I drew a picture of what I would see, and I showed it to her once. It was the exact same thing she'd been seeing, too. The encounters are still happening to this day, and I just want to know what this thing might be. We've saged the new house but are still getting that watched feeling. I also saw a physical head through the shower curtain just last week. If anyone else has had an experience with this type of thing, please let me know. When I was a kid, besides me, my favorite uncle was the youngest in the family. He was my hero. He had just finished high school and I was like 10 or 11. We would go and visit on spring break and over the course of the summer, and I always looked forward to seeing the guy. We'd listen to records and tapes. He introduced me to bands like The Colt and In Excess, The Doors, Bowie, Stevie Ray Vaughan. As I entered my teenage years, my life started and my friends became the center of my universe. And eventually, those spring breaks and summer visits stopped happening. Eventually, I graduated high school, and around the same time, my uncle started a family. A few years out of high school, and my mom called me up to let me know my uncle had passed away. 
I hadn't seen him in a few years, and when I asked what had happened, the only reply I could get was, he was sick. It wasn't until years later I found out he'd taken his own life. He didn't leave a note or anything, but the general consensus was he learned he didn't have long to live, and he took the easier way out. Here's where things get interesting for me. Shortly after the funeral, I start having dreams. I'm a pretty lucid dreamer, not in the sense that I can decide what I want to happen in a dream, but I can recall my dreams in vivid detail. Maybe there's another word for that. I don't know. Anyways, I started having dreams about my uncle. Sometimes we were just sitting in his room from when I was a kid, listening to music and making jokes. Over time, they became very strange. One dream I had, we were in a movie theater, sitting really close to the screen, and we were eating popcorn. The screen was playing something, but I couldn't distinguish what it was. And my uncle was talking, but I could not figure out what he was trying to say. Another was the two of us in a hallway, and all the doors were locked. The most troubling dream I had about the guy, which was also the most reoccurring, is when I would find him sitting at a rope bridge. He would stare at this bridge and get up and try to walk across it. But there were snakes that would strike him when he tried to cross. A snake would snip at him, and he'd go back to where he was sitting and just look at me, and then look at the bridge. So I'd walk onto this bridge and look across, and every few feet is a very angry snake, all the way across. I grabbed my uncle's hand and took him out onto the bridge, and he would be apprehensive because of the snakes. So I stood in front of him and kind of hopped up and down on the bridge. The momentum, or whatever you call it, from me bouncing on this rickety old bridge made the snakes angry. But if you bounced enough on it, the snakes would eventually teeter over the side. It was a very strange, eureka kind of dream. So my uncle would step out onto the bridge and walk a few feet, bounce the bridge so the snakes would fall off. The dream would always end with my uncle making it across the bridge and me getting this feeling of reluctance to follow him across. Then I would wake up with this overwhelming feeling of sadness. These dreams happened for almost 20 years, always the same. Me and my uncle shooting the shit, or me helping him solve a puzzle of some sort. The snake and rope bridge was the most common. Never told a soul in my family about what my uncle and I were up to. I always thought it would be upsetting, like he wasn't at rest. Like he was in purgatory or something. Maybe he was. I eventually just came to accept that my uncle was haunting me. And for the most part, I didn't mind. Since my grandmother's funeral, I haven't had a single dream about my uncle. Not one. I think that was the confirmation I needed. That there's something out there for us after we die. Or maybe my grandmother passing away 
was the catharsis I needed to let my uncle go. I look back on it now, and I like to think that my uncle was just lost. He was lost in life, and that carried on in death. I also think my grandmother, on her way to the suite hereafter, found her baby boy, picked him up, dusted him off, and brought him home. Well, it appears we've reached the end of The Darkest Hour. A big thank you to those who allowed me to share their stories tonight, and thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to join me every Friday night at 11 p.m. right here on The Darkest Hour YouTube channel. And if you want to keep listening to the show and you never want it to end, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Do you have stories like these? I'd love to share them. Send them to me. Amanda, darkest hour at gmail.com or on our subreddit, the darkest hour, YT. Stay spooky. <laughs>